All right, we are here, guys. We are here. So I actually have a pretty great question to ask everyone on this panel. Um, the the main question is, which Power Ranger were you? Oh, that's a good one. My so my favorite one growing up was Wild Force because uh, I think that's the first one that I watched from beginning to end. Mm. And I really love the Red Ranger and Wild Force. Like that had like my favorite battleizers and just like all of that. So that one from Wild Force Red Ranger, I would like that. You love that Forever Red episode? Oh my god, did I? <laughs> I was I was freaking out. I loved when they did all the crossovers with the uh, Power Rangers. <sighs> yeah. What what about you? Um I I wasn't that huge into Power Rangers growing up, but the times I've watched it, I've always liked the Asian girl, the one with the pink uh, suit. Like, she, yeah, she was, uh, at that time, she was, like, my crush. So I also like the part where, like, they all, like, team up and, you know, they, they're in this Power Rangers, like, big suit or whatever. Megazord. Megazord. Yeah, that, that part. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, uh, I had to go with none other than Lord Draken, who was the who was the green and white ranger merged together. It mm-hmm. was like a fantasy come true, and plus he was evil. So hey, you never you never saw it. Well, I hadn't seen an evil white ranger until uh, well, unless like Dino Thunder, but that was mine. But more importantly, my favorite team was the was the Goat Kaijers, who was the the original mm. Pirate Rangers. Uh not Super Mega Fail, but uh <laughs> not not them. I'm talking about the OG Japanese ones. Like they mm-hmm. like the Goat Kaijers. I don't call them Go Kaijers. They the Goat Kaijers because they <laughs> they they are them. They have Black Air Force activity, all six of them. And mm-hmm. it was it was just a fun ride all, all time. But yeah. Yeah. You know, Dino Thunder and SPD were also my job. Oh yeah. Yeah. For show, for show. All right. So kicking it off, I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meech and Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. So with uh, we are coming at you Wednesday. So we know that a lot of you are going to be traveling, uh, just going to your destinations, whether that be home, cooking. So this is a special just Thanksgiving Blurred Thanksgiving podcast that we can have to you to be in your ears while you're traveling. Or if you're part of the cook preparation team, you can just throw it on in the background while you're whipping up some good Thanksgiving snacks for tomorrow. Uh, so we also have a really good special guest that we have on Meech. It's your boy. So if you want to introduce him. Oh, yes. Of course, I got to introduce one of my homies. Uh, of course, he's one of my day ones. And I I got to let you know about him. This is my boy, my friend, Meran Jojo. <laughs> Thanks for thank you for having me on. You know, it's it's a privilege to be here. Uh, this would be fun. Yeah. Definitely one of our day one listeners hitting us up with a lot of mailbag questions. Speaking of which, that we will be having in December. Uh, so if you're listening, uh, just go ahead, like, subscribe if you haven't. Uh, give us the share rankings. Just tell people that, hey, there's these two blurs that are talking about things that are interesting. So with that, we always hit you with the legal spiegel. Of course. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies and do not reflect any biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. All right. So with this being our Thanksgiving podcast, we have broken it up into three sections. So first, we're going to hit you with the appetizer, then the main course, 
a little palate cleanser, and then desserts. So starting with our appetizer, we have our what's hot. So, Mitch, I'm going to let you go last just because of what we discussed earlier. Yep. Uh, for people that are listening, we recorded on Sunday that just passed. So if you're like really into nerd culture, tied into the quick catch up, you can kind of talk about what we're going to get into. So, uh, Miran Jojo, do you what do you have? Yeah. So um, so for those who are into soccer, uh, the World Cup, what by the time you listen to this, the World Cup have already started. Uh, those who like soccer. Maybe for those who like soccer but never like watched it live, definitely give this a shot. Like this is a once every four years thing. It's like a tournament with all, well, not all countries, but certain countries participating to win the World Cup. This is every once every four years. It's usually in the summertime, but they put it into like the winter because I guess due to the weather there, it's in Qatar. So definitely, definitely give give this a shot. Like I, like this, this is like one of the best times to really watch this. And if you're at work, you know, try to see if you can watch it or just watch the highlights. You know, uh, I know I'm just trying to work my way around that. Dope, dope, dope. Yep. So for me, uh, speaking of soccer, Blue Lock, Rock Lee made his first appearance yesterday. That <laughs> 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 we watched it. Uh, so that's just the soccer anime. And if we had that team we would we would probably win the world cup so just going from there what i have is wakanda forever uh it's still going strong so just like give it a check out it's a really just emotional passionate great storytelling i uh, really loved it we did our review last week so you can check that out bleach the fire so we didn't get to so we're not going to be able to talk touch on the one that happened this week but last week Yo, Captain Yamamoto is that dude. So I'm going to just leave it at that. That was animation and just storytelling at its peak. God of War Ragnarok, I finally bought it. And let me tell you, it's going dummy. Bro, I bought it and beat it. I I was like, yeah, I didn't even want to ask you about it because I'm like, he probably already beat it. So I'm I'm making my way. It was like a week. (laughs) I did every side quest. Dang, that's nice. What is sleep, bro? I don't want to spoil. We could do. We could talk about it later. Um. So this other stuff, kind of outside of that, is there's this new movie. If you're really into just a Jonathan Majors, it's called Devotion, which should be coming out today. That you're hearing it. It's um about an aviator pilot in the Korean War, I believe. So you can check that out. Another one that I'm really excited for: Glass Onion, Knives Out, the sequel, essentially. So the first Knives Out was absolutely incredible. If you love mystery, uh, second one, it's going to be on Netflix and select theaters. And then just for our 90s and early 2000s babies, uh, Disenchanted is the follow up sequel to Enchanted, if you're interested in that. All right, Mitch, so you can you can take us there. All right. So, well, firstly, before I talk about it, uh, I do want to let y'all know that for our Texas viewers, uh, the Macy's Day Parade is going to be happening on uh, the following day. So Thursday on Thanksgiving. And just to let y'all know, hey, your boy is going to be in there. So you may see a glimpse of your boy at the Macy's Day Parade. I'm going to be parading around with the Saber Guild and you'll be you'll see the rogue jedi on screen so keep an eye out for that and then hey i may give like a little salute or shout out so y'all know it's me uh but now let's talk about it 
so the day of our recording, we received horrible news that Jason David Frank, the Mighty Morphin Green Ranger, the Mighty Morphin White Ranger, Zeo Red, Turbo Red, and Dino Thunder Black has passed away. Which continues to compound the fact that November 2022 is a trash month. And 2022 decided to say, hey, I want to outbeat 2009, 2016, and trying to get up there with 2020 and some of the worst years in in just history. Um, and at the last leg, unfortunately, he did pass away. And according to sources, it's reported to be a suicide which is why I always advocate that if you're feeling depressed or you're feeling any have like suicidal thoughts, there's always a hotline available. I know 988 is the primary uh, is the primary one for that. And that's the primary suicide hotline that I know of. And I'm sure there's more in like different com- countries and continents that our viewers are in. So please, please not only just, do it for yourself but i also like to think of it as suicide's a permanent solution to a temporary problem does anybody else have any thoughts yeah i i i saw it this morning like we're recording like middle of the day and like woke up you know and just like this month just sucks because like my birthday passed and i was like okay that's good but like november just has been like start of november middle of it and then now just seeing that and just like so many people that are like so influential uh leaving so soon is like really been rough like just like wow you know and i know you met him right um yes i did i met him at my first ever comic con yeah so just like losing that generation of like oh man pieces of my childhood pieces of like what I take in and just like even to not even be 50 yet, this is like really sad because I didn't even know that part uh, that you mentioned. Like I woke up, checked social media, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I hope these rumors aren't true. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, what's what's going on? And then just like looked at it, saw the reps. It still wasn't like confirmed, confirmed, but like it was like partially confirmed and like with like how Twitter's been recently and like just the weirdness and like stuff not being confirmed. I was like, this is not funny if it's not true, but mm-hmm. Turns out it was. So like, what? Well, yeah, what she said is like very true. And just with Thanksgiving, we're, we're going to get into words of encouragement later, but just really just take the time to appreciate people around um, you. I'll comment as well. Like, yeah, I I did saw the news as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, just hearing the part that he committed suicide, like that's just, that's just very tragic just to hear that. Like, I don't know what was really going on with him at the time. Secondly, he he died, I think, in his Texas home is what I saw. So I'm like, yeah, he's local here where we're from. So um, yeah, my thoughts Estonia. and prayers for him and his family. Yeah. 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 As said, uh, big prayers up to him and his family. Uh, he's definitely a hero of mine. As I said, when I met him, he was super kind, super humble, and... One of my great stories, the fact that like after I met him, we like he autographed one of my posters. And then as I put it away, he noticed this other separate fan poster that I had bought that day and I wasn't intended on him to sign. He noticed it. It was of the Green Ranger. He not only went and like actually signed it as well. No charge. But he also like asked me to go 
take him to that uh specific vendor to basically like shout him out and give him his uh give him his roses. So that's awesome. So yeah, it was amazing. He was an excellent uh, man, a great person, good character, and he played a phenomenal hero as well. He'll be sorely he he'll be missed, and and hey, the Power Rangers community would not be the same without you. So rest in peace, and to you I say, it's Morphin Time, Dragon Sword. So there's no. Uh good transition to this but we're gonna add some levity to the podcast again it is the holidays we're just you know hoping to have fun that just caught off of us off guard and we felt like we kind of needed it to address it but for this portion still in the appetizer we're going to get into who are you talking about our guests so meach can just like kick us off all right all right so miran jojo and introduce yourself to to the nice peoples in the audience uh like what what got you into the nerd culture who are you yeah yeah so yeah um well real name is ron but right now today is uh mayron jojo i like the nickname so yeah uh so i so how i got into the northern culture so at a young age you know um you know i i liked video games at a young age my first ever console was a playstation so playing you know like spiral or What's that fox character's name? The orange fox. Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, yeah, that one too. That was very, that was fun. Then, you know, as I got a little older, I mean, not a little older, but like my next console was a PlayStation 2. That was probably my favorite console of all time because that's when I played using like the Dragon Ball Z Bukai games. Those were like the best. And like, and Bukai Tinkai G3 is my favorite PlayStation 2. So back then, like like the mid 2000s if y'all were like play me that y'all be getting wrecked at the moment so i'll just i probably would i would um, make that and then kind of just going up uh let's see i didn't have a console later on when my ps2 stopped uh and then i got a wii later um i forgot when we got it but uh certain games i played was usually like madden 2k grand theft auto you know i played the watchdog games uh, there's others, but I don't want to get long into that. But as far as like animes and comics, so I got into anime at a very like young age. I would say probably five or six. You know, for some of y'all who were born in the nineties, if y'all remember for uh, Kids WB, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Michi knows what I'm talking about. Um, you know, like shows like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Those are my two main shows that I will watch. There was there was others, you know, but those two were my main shows growing up. And, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh! being one of my favorites. I had the cards. I had the Egyptian God cards. Ooh. To this day, I still think the God cards are stronger than any cards because my a roommate of mine has told me, like, they're useless, but I'm like... <laughs> It's a god. They're god cards. Like, how can you? How can you kill a god? You know that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to ramble about that <laughs> more. So I think uh, comics. Um, at a young age, I like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, oh. Always have a special place in my heart. Um, the Fantastic Four movies. Back then, I actually liked them, but then like. As I rewatched it, it's kind of cheesy, you know, but we'll see how the remake version does uh, in 
2025. Yeah, 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I watched Ghost which I thought was pretty cool at the time. Um, so I so I at one point in high school I did left like the nerdum, you know. Like before that, like I watched Iron Man, Iron Man Two, but I wasn't that big into it. And then anime kind of stopped around high school time. Uh, but I think I started like picked that up sometime in co- college uh, because I was more into like watching sports um, or playing them, which I still do, or music. Um, and so I think I remember watching anime like like 18 or 19. Like I started like watching more of this stuff when I used to watch like some of like the like some of the shows on the past, you know, past, you know. And I think I realized that this was something that I enjoyed. And this is something that I can learn from because anime teaches you a lot, a lot of life lessons, you know? Yeah. And it's something I can just go to whether like I'm just feeling down. And then comics, you know, cool story. I'm grateful for this. Is one, two of my friends wanted to go see uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. And at first I'm like, I don't want to watch this, you know? Like, I, I'm not into those movies because I think my mom said they were for kids or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but my friends were like, come on, you should go see it. So I gave it a shot and I enjoyed it. And I've been watching uh, those comic book movies ever since. So uh, I make sure to catch up on the past movies before right. I catch to like the rest of them. So I'm ahead. So, um, but yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much that. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because Meech and I in our very first episode, we were talking about Marvel movies and it was like the start of it was kind of like not iffy. It was just like normal 2000s superhero movies. And then like the first Avengers movie came out and it was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. And then when Age of Ultron came out, it was like you need to be in the theater to watch every Marvel movie right now. So that that is like that does track. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's better than uh, Phase Four, in my opinion. You know uh, the way that's that concluded and everything like that. I don't want to get into a rambling about that. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh uh, yes, yes. All right. So you you mentioned a uh, very much a lot. So like, how come you never left the nerd culture now? It's just something that I enjoy, really. I mean, like you know, I think for example, like anime. You know, like I mean. There's just, I think, like I say, you know, it teaches you life lessons. It's something that I knew I enjoyed, you know, and like comics, you know, like there's just some like moments where like I'm just so grateful for like certain heroes, you know, like when I saw Age of Ultron, you know, like I was trying to figure out who would be my favorite hero. And I looked at Captain America, I'm like, okay, that's my favorite right there. You know, this guy is an example, you know, uh, I don't care about strength or anything, you know, he just brings a big imp- impact, you know. Um, and so, and then seeing that he grows old and in Endgame, and I, I just remember like breaking down crying, but you know, we got a new one, uh, and Sam Wilson, we trust. Um, so I'm Ryan with him, you know, I like it. Yeah, definitely multifaceted and kind of just like, even what you mentioned with different things that you're into, it does show that in nerddom you can have different aspects of yourself which is just as life so yeah greed agreed yeah so going into there we're going into 
one of our favorite segments. My application keeps getting lost, not denied, but just lost uh, for being able to do random fan theory of the week. But somebody, uh, I know one of you has one this week. Random fan theory. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I'm not, I mean, this is somewhat of a fan theory. We're not sure, but I, for those who have seen, uh, Dragon Ball Super, uh, the one arc where Trunks comes back and he has to face Goku Black, you know, all fast nope. forward. Um, so apparently there's a guy in the show, uh, named Zamasu, which is kind of one of the Kai, you know, but he actually is Goku Black, you know? And what he does is he goes in time, uh, kills Goku and takes his body. No, he wishes, I think. Yeah, he wishes mm-hmm. to take his body. Then he kills his family. And then, you know, later on the show, Trunks figures out how to kill him because um, because Zamasu is immortal. He can't die. But somehow he gets all the spirit energy from people. So he kills him and all, like he slices him in half. And I was like, I just remember like watching out. I'm like, I'm feeling like, let's go Trunks. Like this is his time. And then literally after it's done, like this dude comes back and he wipes out everyone. I'm like, what the heck? Like, like you get Trunks' moment. Now this dude comes back and now he just kills all these people. Now I'm like, this isn't okay. And then, you know, as that is all in process, uh, Goku calls the Omni King, you know, um, to, but in, in Trunks' time, you know, and he wipes him out, you know, um, from existence. But because Zamasu is immortal, even though the Omni King has the opportunity to, to kill someone, I don't know, because Zamasu killed all the gods, he killed all the Supreme Kai, so I'm just like, I don't know. Like, some part of me feels like he, he's not dead. And then you think about it, like, with, like, them releasing some of these, like, projects, you know, like, we had the Dragon Ball Super Broly, and then the one we had this year, uh, Dragon Ball Superhero. Obviously, I feel like we're going to have a comeback show of Dragon Ball Super at some point. I really, I really like to see that because, you know, if you're releasing more of these movies, eventually it's going to come back. And so I think they're in talks. I'm not sure, but some point I just feel like there's going to be a surprise twist that he comes back uh, because if he's that immoral, uh, yeah, that I'll I'll just put it at that. That's my fan theory. So that Zamatsu will come back. Yeah, some form. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of Dragon Ball Z villains that get wiped out entirely, so. Yeah, yeah. And also, in case you're wondering, there is a, another anime called Super Dragon Ball Heroes. It's a promotional anime. Yeah. And not only did both did Fuse Zamasu come back, or as I like to call him, Zamaku, uh, <laughs> but also Goku Black does come back in that as well. Sure, it's technically non-canon material, and the super timeline would can disregard it and redo their own thing. But hey, it shows the potential that hey, that character can come back. Definitely. Yeah, he he's such a cold villain, uh, Goku Black. You know, um, I kind of hope we see more. Maybe I hope most likely not, but who knows? I think they'll come up with ideas. 
and most worthy uh, number one pick from each when we had our anime villain draft. Darn right. So going into our... <laughs> what? Yes. So going into our main course, we're going to start with the freak out geek out segment, something that we haven't done in season two yet, just uh, with what we've been doing. But it's just a time where you take it to really give love to uh, a project, a show or something that you just watched recently and just like freak out, geek out like you were with your friends or something. So for me, this is a show. This is an anime that has been not slept on, but I it doesn't get a lot of talk uh, from just what I've seen. Like people love it. So it's, so I'm just going to say it's welcome to demon school or Rumakun, And it's currently in season three. And I love this show so much. <laughs> you good me? <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, so, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so I love the show completely. Like, it's it's the one show where I don't have to I don't have to worry about like peak this peak that animation this animation that it's something like say an office or a Grey's Anatomy where you're just watch you can watch it constantly over and over. So currently it's, it's on season three. I've watched season one and two. I've watched season one at least three times. I watched season two twice, and then when season two ended, I started reading the manga. So. It's covering what uh, the season three is covering what I already read, which I'm so excited for because it's one of my favorite arcs. So the plot of the story is essentially not to go into deep spoilers, is that there's this kid who is a human and his parents sell him off to the demon world. And the person that grips him up is essentially the head demon of the world. And he it's funny because you think he's going to eat him, but he's actually like he's adopting him to be his grandson. So that's what he wanted his entire time. And it's just like Aruma. He's going to school. And his main thing is that he doesn't want to stand out because since he's a human, if someone finds out, it's most likely he's going to get eaten. So this is kind of like the relationships with that. Uh, it's very funny, very quirky. And it also has my favorite ship in all of anime. Um Aruma and Omri is like the number one ship in anime that just like fans of that know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's just really good. Something you can throw on in the something that, again, don't have to worry about just like peakness or yada yada. Is it the greatest anime of all time? It's just something you can turn on and enjoy. So that's my freak out geek out. Ah, amazing. Amazing. I, I just I just love that show to death. Yeah, you like it too. There we go. It's so good. Like. I told you we're the same person. <laughs> I'm surprised we did not talk about this before. Like I've mentioned it a few times, but like we haven't had like a conversation about it. It's literally one of my favorite shows. Now we get into the the key segment of our main course. We bring out the turkey, we put it on our plates, we sit down at the round table. So we're each gonna have three things that we're grateful for in nerddom. Uh so who wants to start? Ron, you wanna go first? I want to hear. I want to hear yours first. I can. I can go. Hmm. All right. So I guess I'll go first. Uh, probably one of mine. The one of the things I'm like really grateful for, and it ties back to my childhood. It is tsunami. Uh, one thing like I'm really grateful for with them is the fact that it exposed me to anime. It's pretty much like one of my first exposures to anime through Toonami under Cartoon Network. And as you know, like that's where you get the the Trinity, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho. That's where the Trinity, well, the the OG Trinity, the OG Big Three uh, came into play. And from there, that's where like my my love for it started. And that's when it all expanded out to where even now I can watch like 
I'm watching different stuff and different like anime, different things outside of just your normal shonen or mecha or anything like that. It can even go into slice of life. So definitely wanted to give Toonami its flowers. Uh, I don't think it gets enough credit. That's true. Yeah, I remember even Inuyasha was the one that I would always like be on uh, just watching. Toonami definitely had a, a, a special place in like a lot of our hearts. And I think it had like its 20th or 25th anniversary. So. Yep. Toonami is the goat of anime. <laughs> All the anime shows. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Going in for me. Uh, first thing that I'm grateful for is Bleach, the thousand year blood war art coming back. It has been 10 long years. And let me tell you, just because I remember I I, re, I remember when it was I was younger, I would watch Bleach kind of, but it was like it wasn't consistent. So I always enjoyed it, though. And in college, I was like, OK, let me actually watch the entire series. And I watched it. And no lie, the first three arcs remove all filler. When I finished, I was like, these are the th- best three arcs in anime. I was like, Aizen is the best villain. And just going from there. And, and then it the filler kicked in. There's this like arcs that kind of didn't make any sense. And then it just stopped. And I was like, so that's the end of it. And just read the manga and seeing the uh, Blood War arc kind of finish, play out, I was like, okay, please bring it back, please bring it back. And I know there are rumors for it initially, but to then come out and just like, it's kind of with the what we talked about with the Snyder Cut, where it's just like the fandom driving it. And you see like when it actually has come out, like even the fire, I don't know what this week's episode is, but I know what happens in like after what happens since I already read it, but just the, the wildness of it, the fights that we're about to get people, and what we're about to learn on backstory for certain captains, because there's there's two fights that I really want to talk about, but I can't do it yet. So uh, just with that, I'm so grateful that Bleach is back and finally getting the respect and ending that it deserves, a la kind of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Cool, cool, good stuff. Uh, for me, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, um, when I, like I mentioned, when I first started getting back into like the comic book films, like the MCU, uh, I remember one of the films I watched was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, even though I stopped watching when it came out, I just remember like people weren't looking forward to this because they never heard of these characters. Me personally, I never heard of these characters. And then when I finally watched this movie with, with a friend of mine, uh, I I felt a lot of these characters in me, like just them in general, like the soundtrack, you know, like literally like there's not one character I have less like favorite towards, I feel like, like I've enjoyed each every one of them, you know, and I just enjoyed seeing them, you know, uh, you know, like it, it really like, I was really shocked, like how they got dusted in Infinity War, you know, like, you know, uh, especially when Groot said to Rocket, uh, I mean, when he says, I am Groot, he says, Dad, and I'm just like, wow. Um, and then they come back, uh, and then seeing a little bit of them in Thor, Love, and Thunder uh, was really awesome to see them. And I'm so looking forward to seeing them in their holiday special. It's, that's going to be so fun to see them. And then, you know, Volume three, which is next year, which I, I'm very excited for, but in a happy way and an emotional way, 
and I'll get to that. Um, is it like just seeing like with volume three, like just seeing like how long this movie took to finally like be made and be released, you know? Um, like it's just so much that has happened. And uh, I'm grateful for James Gunn, just, you know, bringing these characters to life, you know? And the way I'm gonna feel so like emotional when they mentioned this is gonna be their last film and someone's not coming out alive. I just know that. And when I heard at Comic-Con that people were crying when they saw the trailer, I was very like surprised. Like I thought, okay, I know I'm gonna be emotional for sure, but just hearing that, I'm not even sure if I'm prepared for it. Like I'm prepared to say goodbye because this is gonna be hard. So uh but yeah i'll just say that i think for them shout out to all the guardians and shout out to james gunn and all the actors who really put all the work into this mm-hmm. yep. and can find all of them in dc in 2024 <laughs> that's, that's right yep yep <laughs> and i love you say that because actually for my second pick it's actually the comic book industry uh, you know, Marvel, DC, Image, Boom, all of them, because they gave us all these characters. They gave us uh, all these characters and all these life lessons that we all like love and strive for. And I specifically want to shout out Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. Um, you know, my boys, my, the goats, the dons. Uh, I have to put them both together because they are practically inseparable at this point. Um, and as I said, KLC Press is, is the goat. Uh, they they the people who who reinvigorated my favorite character of Venom into the limelight so much so that like even today uh when when I saw my boy Donovan I noticed that his wallpaper was uh the pa- the comic book panel of Eddie Brock getting kicked by Miles Morales uh nice and I was just like it's like yes that's how you know these two are the goats that everybody will know that everybody knows their name i, I don't even have to mention vanish the, the greatness that is that comic book um i don't even have to mention it and if you want to hear more about my thoughts on them too just listen to our venom episode and the come get your rose segment because that's where i just laid out my entire love for the two of them uh, and just love them and then their uh vernacular and their character and just how humble and, and just amazing that they are. So uh, definitely want to give them the the shout out and what I'm most grateful for with them and just the comic book industry as a whole. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm talking about the movie industry. <laughs> so again, with us being the same exact person. So I'm so grateful that I'm not, I don't care about box office. That has nothing to do with me since I'm not making a profit off of it. So just the fact that movies are opening up again and a lot of movies that kind of got delayed in 2020, 2021, whether that be just like straight up delayed because they wanted to like have a bigger audience or delayed because of production due to COVID. But the fact that 2022 came out, put out absolute bangers uh, from January to December. I mean, just even thinking about it, just Top Gun Maverick might be a top five movie of all time um at least box office wise it is so that's one thing everything everywhere all at once is the greatest movie that i've seen in like the past three years i would say just from an emotional standpoint storytelling standpoint um like even it's just incredible i absolutely recommend that movie uh spidey came out last year it's definitely up there um it's just it's it's hard to compare it's hard to compare 
Panther, but I definitely loved it. Black Panther Wakanda forever. We did our movie review last week. Absolutely just like touching in so many ways. Even with phase four uh, being people not liking it as much as other phases, I think it's more of a comparison to the we just got out of Infinity War and Endgame with that. But if you compare that to like early 2000s, it's so much better than that, um, particularly this year. Even going outside of that, The Northman was a really good movie to watch. The Batman, a peak movie to watch. Um, and just in a few weeks, I, I, I'm going to go see this movie called The Whale with Brendan Fraser. And I heard this is an incredible movie. Like it got like a 13 minute standing ovation uh, when they did kind of reviews of it. So I'm definitely going to check that out. So this has been a good chance because that's always been my oasis to just get away, watch a movie and enjoy it. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, uh, for my second one, um, I'm just I'm going to say. Uh, for Henry Cavill coming back as Superman. Um, uh, for those, this is a spoiler for Black Adam, but if you haven't seen it, skip it. Um, but it's already been out for a month, so you should have seen it by now. So, uh, But Henry Cavill does come back in the post credit scene of this movie. And I cheered and erupt. You know, we all erupt. For those who stayed, you know, like... When we all like for people who left, like we didn't watch the post credit scene. But for those who stayed, you know, like I heard those cheers, you know, and people heard me cheer. So I mean, just you know, seeing that and just hearing that he's coming back, you know. And I had questions about the DCEU, like or DC in general, you know, just like the direction it was going and seeing like all the changes, like with the producing, you know, and like. The studios. Um, I mean, like, if I want to be honest right now, I feel like the past couple of years, DC has done better than Marvel has done. If I'm being honest, like, you look at the projects they have released, like, uh, Dimitri, you mentioned the Batman. Uh, I saw that four times. Even I saw it with Meech when I came down to visit. Uh, that was like my fourth time seeing that movie. It's that good. It's, it's top five comic book film of all time, in my opinion. It's just, a masterpiece it is a definition of a comic film like serious you know uh action definitely some violence is definitely a definition of that so i'm also grateful for that and like you know with henry carroll like is the definition of superman you know like with him coming back the way black adam succeeded and also james Gunn and peter Safran now to go dcu the dc studios I think this is going to have a bright future. I just see it. Like, the next couple of years, it'll be them at the top, you know? Like, we saw them, you know, for, like, when they first started, it was at the bottom, and the MCU was, like, up top, you know, with their saga, you know? Well, they low tier, but now, as the MCU, especially Phase 4, the way they reach so much content and all the reviews, DC is seeing that, and they're just like, okay, they're starting to dip down a little bit, you know, so this is our time to get back up, you know. We can go up here, you know. Let's do this right and do it for the fans. So, uh, Henry Carroll, shout out to you. I'm, I'm grateful that you're you're back. We're all grateful that you're back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in our Black Adam review, we definitely, Meech and I touched on it. Like, DC's been putting out some bangers. So, like, yeah. it's been slept on, but definitely putting out some bangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, they are definitely... 
they're definitely coming back and uh thankfully with james gunn's new direction hopefully he'll uh he'll come in and just start a sweeping house yeah and then and then eventually we'll all be losing money um <laughs> uh, but that's a good type of losing money <laughs> all right so for for my final pick I have to go to the YouTube side of things and to shout out uh, a specific content creator, RDC World One. I, I have to shout out our, our black creators, the these people. I'm grateful for them, not only just in nerdum, but just in blackdom in general, because they put out some hilarious content. Uh-huh. So much content, like it is it is phenomenal. And it's downright crazy how they've been how much success they've seen like i remember seeing like their first vid i see was like a hey, fighting uh when someone tries to like fight and use fight using anime moves I, and yes. i just passed out from laughing uh, true story i did pass out from laughing because it, it was just that hilarious oh, uh, I, I i thought i was in trouble but uh but yeah it's like and then seeing like their production and just all the success they had and then and of course, seeing the the gaming side of them, you know, with uh, with currently until dawn and how uh, and and their decisions in uh, Detroit become human. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still not over that. Uh, so the fact they've been that, better, they've been better. They they've been better, and the fact that like one of my comments was used in their video to shout out how how much they they screwed up, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but especially now, uh, and with them creating DreamCon, and how that's just been a a t- a tier above tiers in terms of like comic conventions and just uh, anime conventions and just bringing like anime to like the black community and just letting them know like hey it is perfectly okay for you to be a nerd and be black and like definitely and just like say like hey you can coexist with these and not be scorned over it it Mm -hmm. it just really a testament to how powerful they are uh hey i gotta shout y'all out i'm grateful for y'all and we'll see you in dreamcon Yes, yes, we will be there in 2023. Um, speaking of which, was The Walking Dead at the beginning of this year? Oh, yeah, it was. It was either the end or beginning, because I know they did all three uh, seasons of it. Oh, it was. Oh, I forgot about that. Clement oh. Dog. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, not Clement Dog. That got me into the gaming channel. Just like that was very fun. Uh, so, yeah, definitely grateful for that. And speaking of content creators, I, I feel like we just like when we were created ourselves, uh, there was like one ingredient changed. But what the third thing I'm grateful for is meeting with the nerd community through the podcast. So just like other content creators, um, I know that just even when we went to Comic Palooza, getting to just like sit in on a podcast uh, talk. Definitely, there's one person that we want to have on in uh, the second half of season two. Just got to get the timing and scheduling of it correct um but just yeah doing that black anime pods putting like season one i remember you texting me that which was like just super dope seeing just that we're not out here by ourselves but there are other so many other podcasts and communities that really are going after it it's the same thing that just like we love and there's nothing weird about it except for as meech would say furries (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, what do you got, uh, Ron, for your third? 
third thing I'm grateful for, this is a shout out uh, for this person, this actor, Jonathan Majors. Um, like, this guy is starting to continue to build up his, this man is starting to continue to build up his resume. Like, uh, for him to become the next big bad, uh, the next Thanos, well, you know, he's not Thanos. We know, I don't think he's going to be close, but he's going to do the best he can uh, to be Kane the Conqueror. Like, and, I'll, and, I'll, and there's a couple of things. Like, number one, like, like this is going to be a black man playing a superhero villain. And majority of the MCU movies have been mostly, you know, Caucasian, you know. But besides, like, Killmonger was... Obviously, you know, Michael B. Jordan, obviously a black man, but now we get to have another one, this time someone who's up top, like, it just shows you, like, this guy is becoming an example of, like, you know, you guys can do this, you know? And, you know, as far as, like, the Ant-Man films, those are, like, probably the least favorite films of the MCU, and to be honest about this third one, I wasn't so sure if I wanted to go see it, but then, like, I heard good stuff by from like from San Diego Comic Con and D23, and I did saw like a clip of it because I was so curious. And when I saw Kang, oh my goodness, this dude gave me the chills. And it it just shows you like he he's not playing around, you know he's not he's not gonna play around. And I really doubt Kane's gonna die in Ant Man three. I mean, because he's already gonna get his own movie in Avengers. So, um, yeah. So we can just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, well, but, we do know it's multiple versions of it. So, mm-hmm. well, that yeah, but we'll we'll see. So I mean, we, we just have him in Loki, which also menace. I mean, he's menacing. But yeah, but I'm I'm so excited to see him play this character, uh, just to see him and his other movies. Um, yes. So, like Jonathan Majors, I'm grateful. I give you a shout out. So. Definitely. So yeah. yeah, and Mitch, you were even signaling, you know, Iposa, he's going to be in Creed three, which is going to be fire uh, next year. So with that done, we just kind of gave thanks to what we are in the nerdum culture. Um, even think about what you are in the nerd culture, those listening. So now we're going to hit you with a palate cleanser and our sponsor for the day. All right. For today's sponsor, we have Miss Shirley's Kitchen. With this, you're able to go ahead and get yourself a plate of any kind. Don't worry. We got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, rams, hog, dog, chicken, turkey, rabbits, you name it. Come down to Miss Shirley's Kitchen and then get yourself a plate and and secure yourself something for this Thanksgiving season. Thanks for that. That made me hungry and also want to dance. So speaking of which, now we are in our dessert phase. And listeners, this is for you, the first part. We're going to have a get it off your chest. There is something that Moran Jojo, you brought to us recently about a recasting of Eddie Brock from the Venom, uh, well, Spider-Man 3 movies. And she's going to be in the Madam Web one. So, Mish, what are your thoughts? Well, before he shares, so apparently uh, that was a rumor. I literally thought that was for real. And I'm just like, 
please don't tell this man is coming back. And then I heard it was some kind of rumor. Maybe it was false. I'm not sure. But I really hope Sony does not go that route because they know how he did in that movie in Spider-Man 3. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Yeah, so you want to talk about the potential of that happening, Mage? <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm ready. All right. So when it comes to this topic, right, of of uh, Eric Foreman trying to portray the the biggest, burliest man in comics. Uh, firstly, it, it was a miscast and it was a mistake from the very beginning. That's why you why would you do that? Uh, studios. Um, why would you force uh, Sam Raimi, who went on live to say that he did not like Eddie Brock or Venom or did not get the character at all? And you just forced it on him anyways. Uh, that's why Spider-Man 3 gets uh, slightly more hate uh, than it does. So him coming back stop i'm gonna just go ahead and stop y'all right there uh because you guys got a perfectly good eddie brock you guys got a perfectly good venom already in the timeline already with with tom the goat hardy with tom bane venom hardy you already got him he's already there he's right there with you why would you why would you go to him why would you go back to Topher Grace? The only time I will accept that he could accept Topher Grace coming back as Venom is if I see Tom Hardy eat him. If I see uh, Bully McGuire slap him up. <laughs> or if I see Andrew Garfield in the black suit smack him up. Or if I see Tom Holland in the black suit slap him up. Just, just every single other venom like, i would even love it even more if they cast somebody else to play like another different venom in the multiverse maybe get a get a black man uh to be this eddie brock uh and then just smack up toe for grace too you you already got the multiverse timeline you got multiple venoms uh you can cast conrad marcus he he's the ultimate venom in the ultimate universe who's black um you can get him in there uh just just have all of them just smack up tover grace and then pretend like he's a bad dream and a fever dream um yeah so so if you don't do that and you just have tover grace appear i will find you i will find you and let's just say that venom will be the least of your concerns. I'll help you on that one, too. Um, yeah, we're just hoping we don't see that. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, listen to me. Uh, this is our request. Uh, do not bring back to Grace. That's <laughs> Venom. <laughs> yes, so uh, just remember that we were at the Legal Spiegel at the beginning of the show, people. <laughs> remember what happened to the King of Black. <laughs> yeah. I will go rogue. All right, so now we're going to get into our Thanksgiving theme of Make Your Case. All right, so for our first question, is turkey a must? I would would kind of say yes, because, like, it's synonymous with the holiday, you know. Uh, I, I can get, like, even vegans who, like, don't eat turkey they'll have like a turkey substitute they have like tofu in the shape of a turkey 
which I think is an abomination in and of, of itself. But uh, sh- shout out to all the vegans and vegetarians out there. Uh, much love to you. Um, Hannah, if you're listening, uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, but I have to do that. <laughs> but when it comes to that, right? But still, like, you, you think of Thanksgiving, you think of a turkey. Like, you think turkey as part of the meal. Even if you don't have a turkey, you get like something like turducken. Turkey is yes. still there. That's all I got to say um, about that. Uh, I think for myself, I think yes, because it's become the t- tradition, you know. Uh, I mean, the pilgrims, you know, started, what, 1400s, I believe. But I think Mitch makes a good point, like people who are vegan, you know, um, can you can't eat turkey unless they want to that's their choice um but people could eat chicken you know like people may bring like breaded chicken with them you know uh plain simple you know um you know and use it as their own turkey so um so that's my case on that <laughs> uh, the fact that you mentioned pilgrims i i do want to say that pilgrims are ops um just that's mm-hmm. our podcast stance on that and for uh turkey absolutely i need even if you can't like because it takes what like 10 hours to cook a turkey essentially at least a a, a ridiculous amount of time to cook a turkey i need a fowl or some poultry-esque material on my plate when thanksgiving rolls around particularly if you're with family friends giving you can kind of get off the hook but with family i need i need the bird all right so for the next one this is gonna be interesting the best side dish. All right. This is it. This is where the debate begins. Mac and cheese. You Let's know, go. Mac and yes. cheese. Especially in the black community, we know how to bake ourselves, get that mac and cheese. You know, you it's a it's a secret recipe among all grandmas and mothers. You know, you bake it. And and then like you store it in the fridge, you take it out, then you bake it again, and then you get like that cheese that cheese skin on top. Oh yes, top tier. You do not mess with it. (laughs) But I do have to say with a caveat that like if you if you mess around with the mac and cheese and you fail it, it becomes the worst dish. But when it's at its best, (laughs) you, you you just can't top it. Yeah, I have nothing to say. Mac, mac and cheese was my answer, and that's an S-tier side dish, especially the baked one. Ooh. Uh, I can go. Uh, yeah, uh, mac and cheese for sure, but I, I did say before he spoke, baked mac and cheese. Like, that, that's that is up tier. That is up tier. Like, I had to make, the, I actually made that for the first time ever last year on Thanksgiving, you know, and I had to, and usually these days, you know, you have to go YouTube and see how they make them, you know, so that's what I did. And my family was pretty amazed by how I made it, you know, uh, it's just like you put all the cheese in, then you put the, the pasta, the macaroni, you know, and you just, man, it's, it's out of this world. Yeah, I thought there would be one variance. There is not not baked mac and cheese is the best side dish by far. I I Um, thought we were about to get into some debates here. I thought we were all about to fight for a second. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe maybe if you can't eat, uh, you know, dairy products or something like that or gluten intolerance, but yeah, that's dear. All right, next one. What this is this is going to people at home. You need to think about this before you go out to someone's house for Thanksgiving. What is a suitable amount of food to bring to a potluck? However many people there are, I always like to say, like you make enough, right? To to like for for not only that amount of people and just a little bit extra. That way you're courteous enough to them, and then if if they don't eat it, then boom, that's more for you. Uh, especially if it's like a dish that you love, but but woe be to you if you don't make enough. Yes, Woo-hoo! I I've experienced it before where uh somebody didn't make enough of a certain dish, and then uh it ran out quickly, and this is especially with family, the the fights that ensued was was legendary. <laughs> Yeah, Ron. Yeah, um, because I have a small family right now who lives here, so usually when we meet up, it's it's small, you know. So I have to count. So it's really a total of seven of us that we will celebrate. So I would say if I were to make something like a Thanksgiving dish, it will be for that much people uh, because uh, there's no reason I feel like to make more. Unless there's seconds, you know, unless mm-hmm. some people don't hear, you know, but at least around that range for me. Cool. For me, I say you have to scale it. Uh, so it has to be enough for everybody, but at like the max, well, max, you can like double it, but there has to be more than just for yourself. Uh, because if you bring just for yourself, unless you have like a dietary need, something like that and then even then you still need to like double it at least at minimum because you know some people might want to snack around so definitely more than just for yourself as close as everybody as possible for our next question thanksgiving meal or christmas meal i feel like thanksgiving meal um i think because there's more options and more food to really bring and eat as a family um christmas i mean it just depends i think it really just depends on how many people show up really um i think if it's like obviously if it's a big family obviously bring as many dishes as you can you know uh but i'm just looking at thanksgiving because it's more of the tradition you know of how many food is really brought well meat I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. Also, I kind of like the caveat where it's like with Christmas meals, it seems like it's kind of like Thanksgiving 0.05 because <laughs> it it's like they tried to copy it. You get like a lot of many of the same dishes, but it's just like it ain't the same, you know. Christmas is all about, you know, you know, like the gifts and like the and just the Christmas spirit and all of that. Like who who here? And also, by the time you get to to the Christmas meal, you're going to be tired of, like, all of the Thanksgiving because you know there are going to be plenty of leftovers. And mm-hmm. you know you're going to be eating leftovers for, like, at least a solid couple weeks after <laughs> after Thanksgiving is done. So, like, you're already halfway through December and you and you uh and you're already tired at this point. So you try to make something different. 
and most of the time it just doesn't work. So <clears throat> you just so it's like Christmas is eh, but Thanksgiving though. Yeah. I feel like Thanksgiving is the second most American holiday behind Fourth of July. Uh so it's partic- it's a food and football holiday. You know, like the origins of it, we're not going to get into that because it's just like a lot to get into. And we're not that kind of podcast, but just like with that. So it's food, football, and then you also have family. And then it has the element of Thanksgiving. But speaking of the food and football part of it, it's like when people get together for Thanksgiving, they show out. Like people bring out stuff that you ain't never seen before, like the good uh, cutlery the the plates the china opening up cabinets that have been locked with chains on it and they just like like even how you mentioned wrong where it's just like yo i made baked mac and cheese for the first time on thanksgiving where it's just like you experiment but then you also have your go-tos so just like all the secret recipes whereas with christmas it is but it's not really a food e holiday to say i just want to add uh food football thanksgiving and soccer for this year only. Let me just add that for soccer things. That's football and football. <laughs> exactly. We. So for the next one, how many seconds is reasonable? <laughs> See some some sketchy faces on here. <laughs> oh good. All right. All right, team. So I'm only gonna speak for me. All right. Cause I at least see I have my main play, right? But then I have my to-go plate on the side that I have hidden to because I want to make sure I have like the plate with all the good food and you know all that good jazz hidden away from everybody. Right. So that way I just find it and then like boom, I'm already I'm good to go. I was have it hidden in a separate room. Um and then when it comes to seconds and thirds, so I I like to max out at three. And then dessert. So technically four. Mm. Four is my max. Okay. Is it reasonable? Okay. Maybe. If you count the to-go plate, that makes it five, and then people just out here wilding. <laughs> people who, who came out here with, like, two to-go plates, I'm just like, how? Yeah. Run. Uh, how many reasonables? I mean... I mean... Probably, I mean, for me, it'll be two, maybe three. It just depends, like, how hungry I am, you know? Like, especially if the food is good, you know? Otherwise, I mean, if it is, I'm definitely going for seconds. And sometimes, like, I mean, mostly, like, my family will want me to take the food to go. Uh, but majority of the time, it's like, nah, you keep that. Uh, but they insist on me taking it home. So I can't really say no if that's the case. So I take some to go, usually the turkey. If not, definitely the pumpkin pie. Um, if it's the pumpkin pie, that, that, that I can't deny that. Um, pumpkin pie is the best Thanksgiving dessert, in my opinion. Yeah, I just floating. So for me, I would say that. So I used to be able to put down three easy, but now it's like I cap out at two uh, and then dessert. So that's kind of where I am now. But you got to you got to scout the the playing field because sometimes where the food is put out at and then like where your family or whoever you're with, they like can see what you're getting. So you kind of got to work around it because there's always that one person that has like comments about it. But 
I'll say two, two and a half with some variants. And funny that y'all mentioned, uh, funny that y'all mentioned the uh, um, to go plates because when I was in college, I would always bring Tupperware if I knew there was like a food event. <laughs> That's a small. That's really small. <laughs> You're just story. like me. I mean, yes. I had no shame in it either. <laughs> Zero. It's like, who gonna stop you? <laughs> who gonna stop yeah. me? Nobody. Nobody. All right. For our last one, I want you guys to be very careful because this is actually Thanksgiving coming up now. Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving with family? Which one? I'm recusing myself from answering this question. That's a tough question for me uh, because I'm I'm not a big social person. Like even like with my family, there's not really to talk about with my family. But when it comes to like with people, like friendsgiving, you know, especially because a lot. Like I mean, that's just me. But maybe Thanksgiving, I would say, because. I can just, you know, enjoy, especially with my, my younger brother. I mean, he's he's 13. It's just a way for me to, like, bond with him more, especially with him, like, just with his interests, you know. Like, he likes, you know, comic book stuff. He likes anime, and he also likes sports, too, like myself. And he's a, he's a huge gamer as well. So I think I would tie into more of Thanksgiving on that side. All right, I'm not recusing myself because I will go out and say it. Uh, Thanksgiving with family is like my preferred. That's like number one because a, uh, all my family they 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 super black so they can cook. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, and b b it's at my grandma's place every year, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I always know where to go to get those plates and I know exactly which rooms to hide it in, uh, or my car. Uh, <laughs> And then three is like all the family banter. It's kind of like a mini family reunion, if you will, because like these are some people that you don't see for like a while. And then you, they all come together. You get to see so much uh, witty banter. Uh, I was like roasting some people. Uh, of course, you get to love like playing playing some old school games, you know, like some some spades or dominoes, you know especially with the old heads and I just slide up to their table and they think like, what you, what you know about this young blood? And then I go ahead and show, show out. Um, it's, it's always a fun time doing that. Running to the pockets. Yep. Yep. I rent, I empty out pockets. So it's like, run me my money. Uh, I do not, we do not condone gambling here, uh, but, but it's like such a fun time. And then of course, like the football games just be phenomenal and seeing who's on whose team, like who's uh like on whose team and then just having discussion slash arguments on just like which team's better. It, it's nothing like that. Uh there's nothing else like it. Uh Friendsgiving, I say like it's good, especially if you're like away from your family and or if you like have bad ties with your family or you don't have any family left. Friendsgiving is just great. Uh but and it's like it's a good substitute, especially so you don't be alone in this holiday season. But it ain't nothing like family. So with that, we wrap up just our dessert portion of the uh, podcast. We are fully bloated. Uh, we hope you are, too. Really enjoyed it. We wanted to especially keep this one short today. So now we're just going to get into our recommendations and plugs. I don't have much to recommend uh, this week. Do you guys have anything? 
recommendations. So I'll I'll talk about this one show. I think we've all heard of it by now. Uh, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix. Um, like before, when this came out, I didn't know much about it. And then someone told me about it. And I got into it a little bit more. And man, there's just a lot of stuff to really go over. You know, like Evan Peters, who plays him, does a phenomenal job. I think they even talk about him maybe winning like an, an a nominee, maybe an Oscar. I'm not sure. But if you're like into like true crime stuff, uh, definitely give this show a shot. It's only 10 episodes, about close to an hour, 50 to 55 minutes, close to an hour. Uh, it's definitely like, definitely like up there as far as like Netflix, you know? So that's it. Mitri, you look like you have thoughts. Well, uh, I already knew know all I needed to know about that man or that monstrosity of nature. Uh, I'm 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 not gonna say any more. Uh, thank God he, he appetites. Thank God he he out of there. He 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 in the gulag. Uh, but but all right. So for me, right, I just have a few extra YouTubers to shout out. Uh, besides RDC World One and RDC World Gaming. Uh, they just released the a Mario Party, the original 64 version. They did a play, well, did a little game session on that. So you already know pe- people's wilding out as the game uh, decides to still cheat Ben out of a win. Uh, he 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 always gets sold out every every single game. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, but I also want to shout out uh, Internet City, which is a again just awesome uh, reaction channel. A couple Texas boys, and they really are hilarious and have extra content. And then finally, I want to give a uh, give one out to Chiseled Adonis. He, of course, in the sporting uh, scene, he's probably the best uh, highlight commentator in in history. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Like his like his NFL highlight commentary is just so hilarious. He he I I. I just let the man speak for himself. He he's just he's just too goaded. Like just 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 watch any of the NFL highlight contests, you will die. I love the the one where the Dallas Cowboys got uh, taken out of the playoffs last year in 2021. That was pro. I I laughed so hard. I again was close to going to the hospital. Um, so. <laughs> So that that just lets you know how much this man was wilding out. <laughs> sorry, Ron. I'm I'm sorry, but it needs. I'm not the Cowboys fan, so I'm good. Um, but people at home, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it needed to be said. Yes. So my only other, yeah, my only other recommendation is that by the time you're hearing this, it should be the season season one finale of Andor, right? Uh, it should be. So yeah, I finally caught up over. Uh, uh, just the weekend and when we get back so we're taking a break next week just for housekeeping purposes we're going to take this break to relax uh not record just like refresh rejuvenate ourselves and then the week after starting in december our very first episode is going to be our Andor season one review we already have a special guest lined up and that one is going to be wild so uh, excited for that so let's get into our plug uh one more one more recommendation uh the guardians of the galaxy holiday special like i mentioned it's coming up Friday, November 25th, 26th? 25th. 
26. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, if you want something to watch for the holidays or you just like comic book films, you know, definitely give this one a shot. It's going to be fun. Just, uh, you know, it's kind of like a good moment, you know, and just getting prepared for volume three. Yeah, that's it. No. All right, cool. So for our plugs today, of course, we have our Instagram and our Twitter, which is at Blurred City 22. Go ahead and follow us. Uh, hit that bell and you'll be able to like receive updates on all of our posts and our upload schedules. We also have ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, which is at Blurred City Pod. Uh, go again, like hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications and you'll see all updates on our uploads. And with the Patreon, if you just subscribe to us, you'll get access to exclusive episodes that have not been uploaded onto the onto the podcast so if you want to see more extra content from us like character analyses of gara or our review of dr strange and the multiverse of madness then boom go check that out and then also finally we have our discord which is linked in the instagram and that is where you can join this amazing city be a citizen and and just hang out with us mayors and just and just hang out and just receive all updates submit geek out freakouts submit uh random fan theories submit questions uh for our q a session and receive suggestions on that and then finally, we have our email, blurredcity22 at gmail.com, where you get to also do those aforementioned things as well, such as Giga Freakouts, uh, random fan theories, episode suggestions, and questions for our Q&A mailbag. So that's all we have for the plugs. Yeah, for my ins- individual pages, we got my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash, M-E-T-R. I underscore D-A-S-H at Twitter, if it's still around <laughs> in a few days, at the Mad Dash 16. Uh, and for my book, if you're interested, Phantom Pains, A Most Irregular Tale, you can check that out on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. And we will be doing a review on that after our end or episode. Uh, Ron, you got anything you want to put? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, two things. So if you want to follow me on Instagram is the underscore Ron underscore underscore strong on instagram and for those who have an xbox or uh one or uh, the new xbox uh definitely add me at damaged iowa 0163 um if you want to play me right now in madden more combat i'm also going to try to get arkham knights uh one of the games just to try it out uh definitely uh add me in those platforms and we can definitely have a good time with that so we're going to segue into our words of encouragement. I'm just kick it off and then um, each can go and then Ron, you can wrap it up with the final words. So just with that, that we mentioned uh, even tying into the start of the podcast, uh, if you're around family, friends, or just even by yourself, just take time to really just be find things that you're thankful for. If you're around people, Tell them that you love them. Tell them what you're grateful for, whether you've been beefing, um, haven't spoken in a while, or just like rough, rough patch of your relationship. Just just really just like reach out to them. Um, life is short and a lot of things are going in our heads and stuff like that. So just just appreciate it because you never know when your day and time comes up. Meech. Yeah. And for me, I definitely want to say, like, again, 
this is going to be like a lonely holiday season. Uh, it's where people many times be lonely and also during Christmas as well. Uh, if you're feeling like any type of just, as I mentioned, like hurt, like lost emotions and just feeling down and depressed, please reach out to somebody, uh, anybody really, because like I said, life is precious and you, and like you will be missed if you're gone. So please reach out to somebody. Uh, if you even want to talk to us, then you definitely can because like, Hey, we'll be here for you. And, uh, and yeah, just talk to somebody. We don't want to hear anybody who has committed the committed terrible suicide and just reach out and get help as needed. Because at the end of the day, as I said, temporary uh, problem, but a permanent solution. What about you, Ron? Yeah, uh, all I got to say is, you know, stay uh, stay strong in the room, you know. Uh, continue just to watch the ones or play the ones that you enjoy the most, you know. Uh, there's no judgment zone, you know. Um, yeah, continue just to watch the, I mean, continue to do the, the ones that you love. So wrapping it up, like I said, if, like about two weeks ago, it's goodbye for now, but you never know when it's goodbye forever. So that's the Blair City Podcast. We'll see you later. <laughs>